It's the Spud Goodman Happy Hours. Show. And here is the studio orchestra of the Spud Goodman Show, sartorially regaled in sequined jumpsuit and cantilevered pompadour, the world's only accordion-playing Elvis impersonator, Accordion Joe! Here comes the Spud Man, who goes down easy, he calls to you who, the social outcast, yes, you who are rejected. He wants you, he needs you, he loves you. Here comes the Spud Man, it goes down easy. Here comes the Spud Man. It's the Spud Goodman Show. Let's get ready, Trumbo. And here he is, the head cheese meister. It's woo, Spud, Spud Goodman. Greetings, my name is Spud Goodman, and you are now listening to my radio show, coincidentally titled The Spud Goodman Show. Spud Goodman. Yeah. I feel confident in saying it's not that bad of a program, as, as God knows there have to be worse ones out there somewhere. Uh, with me, of course, is our designated laugher, Gina. <laughs> Super. Um, and also uh, our temporary permanent co-host, uh, Gerald Holcomb. Dude, say something. Make it brief, though, so listeners uh, know you're a live, breathing person, but not too much for their sake. But, you know, listen, I know you're trying to be humorous with that crack, Spud, but i got to tell you, I am very excited about tonight's no, show. No, I, I was I, serious. Oh. You know, okay, a designated laugher is a mandatory component of any radio show, <laughs> but a co-host? I mean, they just need to say hello at the start of a program and, and then shut the hell up. I mean, it's standard practice in the radio and TV industry. If, if people in your role were supposed to say anything important, you'd be the actual host. Consider yourself hmm. the vice president of this show. Yeah, well, being a VP isn't anything to sneeze at. Shut up. I gotta tell you, I would gladly serve in that capacity should my country ever need me. Uh, you have a better chance of sleeping with Madonna than that ever happening, trust me. On yes! So, mm. so on that note, I'm referring to the topic of Liaisons. liaisons. Oh. Uh, I don't know how you say that last word. Uh, I think that's how you say it. I, I, I wanted to right. toss this out tonight because I read another story about Russell Wilson, quarterback of the Seattle Seahawks for those listening on other planets. Uh, and his deal with his girlfriend, R&B singer Sierra, he has a rather unique take on dating. Mm -hmm. um, for those not aware, it includes no sex until marriage. Yeah, yeah. Courtney, Chloe... You know, I, I've read those stories myself, but very inspiring, I have to yeah, say. Yeah, I suppose, but doesn't it seem like a little strange to you? He, he seems like well, a great guy, yeah. does everything the right way, but his take on the sex thing is seems like a little thing, a little bit out of like the 19th century. Oh, is that maybe but earlier? Adult abstinence is the right way to go until marriage. I highly recommend it myself. Yeah, I, as I totally my... agree for people under 18 or 19, but for us adults, that's like buying bowling shoes without trying them on first, and then you can't buy another pair of bowling shoes the rest of your life. You know, you know I'm starting to get into bowling. I haven't really hmm. shared that with you, but if you're interested, you well, probably ask me, you know, what I've been up to lately. But bowling 
bullying is good, wholesome fun. Yes. But, Absolutely. Uh, to respond to your point about abstinence being outdated in today's culture, I couldn't disagree more. You know, when Russell Wilson finally does tie the knot with Sierra, it will be worth the wait, let me tell you. Yeah, and maybe a really, really quick letdown, too. That's a possibility. Oh, I can tell you that. My wife and I had an amazing wedding night. No, no, I th- won't go thank, into detail. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I don't need uh, to hear that. Well, well, listen, everything we it was everything we both dreamt about and so much more. Mm, I'll tell you that this. That was sort of funny. Okay, no, I, I don't we, really feel comfortable where this conversation is going, so um, let me play some music right now. Hey, this is a song by a recent guest we uh, had on our show, actor-musician Jeff Daniels. Oh, yeah. He wrote this song about his dog, Fred, who passed away a while ago, and, and as you know, uh, my dog, Fred, died uh, this year. I remember. So the song gets to me, okay? I've been playing it a lot lately. I mean, I got another dog, Homer, from Posado's Safe Haven, but uh, I still miss Fred a lot. I have his ashes, you know, by the way, in a yes, box near I his old that. pillow. That's yeah. my, That could be a little strange, but who, who cares, right? Anyway, so here's Jeff Daniels with uh, my old dog, Fred, performed live at the Purple Rose Theater in the state of Michigan. Hit play, please. Hi, this is Jeff Daniels. I'm on the Smud Goodman Show, and here's my song, My Old Dog Fred. Had me a dog, well, I named him Fred. He lived a long time, and now he's dead. He was my old dog Fred. Dog Fred. He had two bum legs and too many toes. As far as I was concerned, he was the best in show. He was my old dog Fred. Old dog Fred. You know how they say you can't teach an old dog new tricks? Came to my old friend He may have been broke But there was nothing I'd fix Every time I fed him I was aiming to please I topped his perina With some Parmesan cheese He was my old dog friend Old dog friend When it came to marking trees Well, he just couldn't wait I hope he ain't pissing on them pearly gates He was my old dog friend Old dog friend You know how they say you can't teach an old dog new tricks Came to my old friend he may have been broke, but there was nothing I'd fix. Saying goodbye to my old dog Fred Old dog Fred I 
know it ain't over and it's never the end Cause I'm sure the good Lord got himself a new best friend In my old dog Fred Old dog Fred Goodman Radio Show. Yo, this is Antonio Fargas. You might remember me, Huggy Bear. And I'm so pleased to be with you on the Spud, and I don't mean potato or chips, Goodman Show. Spud, uh, your first guest, John Waters, yeah. he's ready to speak with you. All right. Uh, you know, I know you really love this man, but this is going to be a new experience for me because I am not familiar with him. You would have to be raised in some Amish compound to mm. not know who John Waters that is. That is messed up. And about yeah. his amazing career. Well, I-, I was not raised Amish, Spud. We have discussed many times that I am of the Mormon faith, but right, we did right. have a TV in our house growing up, so we were not cultural isolationists by any yeah, means. Yeah, I-, I just get those two groups of people mixed up, sorry. Oh. Anyway, I highly recommend you check out the movies and books by John, as he is a fascinating man, a true American original. Well, I can certainly look into his work in the in next few days if you think think I would enjoy nah, it. I, I didn't say that. I mean, oh. he has millions of fans, so I don't yeah. think he's going to be, you know, that concerned if, if you're one of those who just don't get his stuff, you know? I mean, just put him on. It's, I have a bunch of questions I want to ask him. Uh, all right, I'll, I'll send him through. All right, please give a warm welcome to director, writer, actor, screenwriter, author, stand-up comedian, and a bunch of other things, too, but I have to get this dang interview started. Mr. John Waters, how you doing? I'm well. How are you? Pretty, pretty decent. Um, well, you know, you, as I stated in, in in my intro, you you're a man of uh, many hats. You do do so many different things. As as an author, uh, what do you do uh, as the author John Waters if the film director John Waters is interested in optioning like one of your works? Do you take yourself out to a nice lunch and negotiate? How do you, how do you handle that? Well, I mean, I have agents for every single part of my life, but basically I've always been a writer. That's what it should say on my tax form, because I write all my movies, I write my spoken word show, I write my books. So basically, I like to think up the ideas. That's the most fun. So you're saying, how do I do it? Well, I have agents. I have a book agent. I have a movie agent. I have a promoter that does this Christmas tour. So, um, But I used to do it myself. In the very beginning, when I was young, I would put the films in the trunk of my car and drive around the country and, and rent a little theater for a midnight show and stand out with the vinyl in the corner giving out flyers. So I learned the hard way. I'm, I'm a carny. Nice. Super. Well, you're also a very uh, well-known art collector. Have you come across anything interesting lately? As, uh, as I know you have some of the coolest stuff around. Well, I, I like art. I, I bought a painting uh, recently that was just mold, and you had to spray it and everything, and it was the best art because it could wreck your house, it could kill you, it could disappear, it was ugly, and it was expensive. Everything contemporary art should be. Super. 
Um, well, as, as one who grew up in the 50s and personally witnessed uh, overt bigotry directed at the gay community, are you surprised the majority of people in this country have in large part, you know, kind of moved on beyond their long-held opposition to marriage equality for all citizens? I mean, Kim Davis and most Republican presidential candidates aside. Yeah. Um, am I surprised? I think the reason everybody changed, even Republicans don't use that as a, a big deal anymore, because when everybody came out, they realized it was in their family. It was people, it was beyond politics. It was beyond race, their mother, their father, even their mother and father could have been gay. So I think when, when they realized how close it was to home, everybody realized it's really hard to find somebody to fall in love with, no matter what your sexual goal is. And, and I think the one thing people always say, like, oh, it's a choice. Well, so what if it was? You know, I suppose it's not like a bar mitzvah you get to celebrate, but it was, suppose it was a choice. But even though I know it isn't, because ask any Alzheimer's worker, they'll tell you that everybody in that clinic forgets every single thing, but they don't forget if they're gay or straight. Yeah, well stated. I just wrote that down. All right. Well, speaking of Republicans, if Devine were still with us today, what do you think would be her fashion take on Caitlyn Jenner? Because she sure isn't doing this half-ass. He's all in with this high, high-end high design. Well, I think, you know, Devine would be very different. Devine was not transgendered at all. Devine never had any desire to be a woman. He wanted to pass as a monster. And, and I think Devine and I would have been more celebrating Chelsea Manning. Okay. Because Chelsea Manning, in prison, forced the government to get him to have sexual reassignment. So I think that is braver to me. I'm, I'm Caitlin, what, what, what she's doing is great. It's, it's setting an example for everybody. To me, though, I, I had a transgendered woman in Pink Flamingos in 1972, Elizabeth Coffey, who, who has a great comic, very brave scene in that movie. So um, to me, the transgendered men are a little more interesting to me today because I, I, they're amazing to me they look like men I think look really cute so I'm all for Chaz Bono well there you go yeah, I was just saying on my own take on the fashion thing I was much more into, into Divine's taste I guess I don't know I, I just thought uh, I just like the way she dressed let's put it that way well Divine broke every rule because when we were young drag queens which was Divine would proudly say he was one were, were wanted to be Miss America or their mothers or Beth Meyerson you know Divine wanted carried a chainsaw and put fake scars on his face and other drag queens ran in fear from him and I think today all drag queens are pretty hip my favorite drag name is Eureka Franklin Spud- oh that's a good one yeah we've got- it is excuse me Spud yes who is this Divine you just mentioned if, if I could ask well I- is she a movie star because I don't think I've heard her name uh, he played a drag queen in many of John's he, films. I mean, you must have seen him in Pink Flamingos. He's a legend from that movie alone, as he actually ate. No, I don't believe I've heard of that movie. Now, who were his co-stars? Maybe I'd recognize them. Well, oh, Mink Stoll, and of course, the one and only Edith Massey as the Egg Lady. You do know who she is, right? The Egg Lady? Did yeah. She, did she play someone in the poultry industry? No, not exactly. Well, You know you're not in the demographic I, for John's early films, but I bet even you have seen Hairspray, right? I'm going to ask him about that movie right now if you just pipe down. Hairspray? Now, I'm not familiar with that one either. Why don't I Google that divine and egg lady while you're trying to talk to John? Uh, the wife and I will try to find that Pink Flamingos on HBO this weekend. Uh, you know, she loves a good movie. Uh, yeah, yeah, you do that. <sighs> okay, John, I, I'm sorry for that brief interruption. I'm back. I'm ready for you. All right. Um, as a filmmaker, uh, how weird is it after making Hairspray, as it did pretty well, but later seeing the Broadway play version make like over $200 million? Did you see that coming? 
Well, um, yes, I was involved with it, and, and I have a little percentage, so I definitely saw it coming. It was a wonderful experience. Uh, I learned so much about that, working with all those people on that Broadway show. It was, it was uh, really obviously one of the best experiences of my life. Uh, well, yeah. Um, well, let me ask you this. You've influenced many, many people in the film world, but you yourself have cited The Wizard of Oz as a big influence on you. That might surprise some, but, you know, to me, that, I mean, that, that movie still creeps me out to this day. I, I, I mean, I love it, and, and I'm scared of it, and, and I'm a grown-up. Well, the scariest scene, don't you believe where children go the most crazy, is when the app, when the trees come to life and yes. start slapping them and picking the apples off them. That really freaks kids out. But kids are very cool today. I asked this child recently if he liked The Wizard of Oz, and he said to me, as the ultimate smartass, he said, no, I didn't like it that much. Basically, it's just walking. I thought, oh, my God, that's a really good, bad review. So this kid's going to be the new John Simon. He's going to be the meanest film critic ever. Well, to me, Margaret Hamilton is way scarier, scarier than Linda Blair and The Exorcist or that shark in Jaws or anything like that. Oh, and to me, that's why I hated Wicked. They made my childhood idol, the Wicked Witch, an ingenue. Yes, yes, yes. Um, Spud, I could jump in here if you're going to discuss The Wizard of Oz, as the family and I watch that movie a few times a year. We have a tape of it. Oh, that's nice, but I'm moving on to another topic. You oh. know... I'm not letting you in this conversation, right? You get this. I hope we're not going to double-team John here. I'm almost done with the interview, so please follow the physician's code of conduct. You know, the one that goes, at least do no harm. But you finally bring up a movie that I'm familiar with, and I'm locked out of the discussion. Yep. And that will also be the last reference to any movie you probably have heard of. So zip it and let me finish up here. You know, if you want to be like that, okay. But you would just be amazed at what I could bring to your interviews if you just give me the chance. Dude, if I want to be amazed, I will check out a solar eclipse or an elephant giving birth. I'm going back in with this thing, so keep it down. Hey, John, now that, that's the last interruption, I promise. Uh, that's fine. So where did I leave off? Okay, uh... Well, you know, John, you've given commencement speeches at colleges in the past. And what, what's your view of the current PC vibe on campuses these days? A lot of stand-up comedians won't even work colleges anymore. Due to the I know, but I think I am politically correct. And I, I think all life, my whole life has been a trigger warning. Um, I, I, I think you, I thought you went to college to be challenged. Um, to me, nobody gets mad anymore. And I say completely ludicrous stuff. Um, I don't know. I think because I'm not mean. And I think technically I am politically correct. Even if I ask inappropriate questions and ask you, like in my Christmas show, to come into a world you might be a little uncomfortable with. But if I'm your guide, I think people feel safe. All right, super. So, John, your book, Carsick, was very well received. Uh, I have to say it's, it was quite a unique approach to uh, research and putting the thing together. How did you come up with that idea? Well, first of all, I was, everybody was so terrified I was going to hitchhike across the country except me. So I thought, well, I'd better think up the very best that could happen and then the very worst. And I wrote all the fictional parts before I really did it. And uh, so to me, I would recommend hitchhiking home tonight. Do it for Christmas. Hitchhike home for Christmas. It's green. It's better than grinder. Uh, you don't have to spend money on gas. You might meet somebody new. And, uh, and, and, and you might have somebody else at Christmas. So I'm saying hitchhike this Christmas. It's a good present. Wow, all right. Passing that on to our listeners. Super. Uh, well, last question, John. What's been your most memorable moment away from show business? Is there anything come to mind? Oh, 
definitely my private life. You know, I, I definitely have a private life. Um, my friends I've had for 50 years. Uh, I think, uh, I don't trust people that haven't had friends for a long time. That's your sanity. That's where you go. I mean, this is what I'm doing right now is, is work. You know, I like it. I, I like my career. I'm proud of it. But I also don't work seven days a week. I have a private life. I have friends that are not in show business. So I think that's what I treasure the most. Nice. My friends. All right, super. All right, so so John, I really want to thank you so much for for calling into our show and visiting with us. Uh, it, thank you. I'm looking forward to coming back to Seattle. There you have it, the legendary John Waters. Thank you. Bev, where do eggs come from? From little chickens, Mama. They lay them and we eat them. But suppose someday there weren't any chickens. Would that mean there wouldn't be any eggs? Oh, I don't think you have to worry about that, Mama. But. But is it true, Babs? If there weren't any chickens, there wouldn't be any eggs. Is that true? <laughs> I suppose so, Mama, but there will always be chickens. You can be sure of that. But suppose someday it happens. Suppose someday there weren't any chickens. Oh, Babs, what could I possibly do? And then the egg man wouldn't have... He wouldn't have a job? It might happen, Babs. What could I do? Now, Mama, that's just egg paranoia. I think you're being very silly. There will always be chickens. Why, there are so many chickens now that we can eat some and let some of them live in order to supply us with eggs. Chickens are plentiful, Mama. The world will never be without chickens. You can be sure of that. For all who love beautiful music, there's one program you must hear. This is a Spud Goodman Show. Musical guest interview time. Please welcome our musical guests tonight. They are the Rallies. Uh, welcome, gentlemen. Please out yourselves publicly by disclosing your identity and also the instrument you'll be playing here. Jeff Reiner, lead guitar. Steve Davis, vocals and rhythm guitar. Lee Brown, vocals and drums. Rick Jones, bass vocals. All right, super. I don't know if you guys have been listening to the show so far tonight, but we've, we've been touching on what just might be a new trend sweeping the nation, adult abstinence. It's not for everyone. I, I know for a fact it's not even for me for sure, but what's the band's position on the topic? Rick? Uh, I would say, you know, that it's perfectly okay, but you really have to watch the carpal tunnel syndrome. Tonight, a Kelly File exclusive. Mm. All right, super. Well, does anyone in the band know anything about curling? Because I've never played, but I'm looking for someone to teach me how to curl. It looks like fun. I just don't know anyone who's ever played it, so I'm asking all any new people I come across if they know anything about it. Uh, I know that you have to sweep a bunch. It's pretty cold. Okay, can we talk later, though? Because... I'm serious. I'm going to give curling a shot. Ah, uh, sure. All right, yeah. super. Hey, off the record, what is the most embarrassing album or CD each of you have at your place or in your car right now? I, this won't go any further, and I'll go first. I myself own a couple White Snake CDs. <laughs> uh, I have a Partridge Family album. Oh, nice. That's cool. I had a crush on Danny Bonaduce. I love it. Anybody else? Anybody else? That's that's not that's not embarrassing. I love those guys. I still, I, my gosh. I think I've still got some MC Hammer in my list. Okay, and we can move on then. All right, what's the name of the first song you guys are going to do? Every Now and Then. All right, let's do it. Every Now and Then 
something comes along never know just when takes you by anywhere and neither should you the spot goodman radio show returns in just a moment
We now return to more action-packed thrills and excitement on the Spud Goodman Radio Show. Uh, Spud? Yeah. Yes. Well, once again, your mother is calling. Okay. I, I know you have to take the call, but don't you think you've given her the impression that she can call anytime she wants and get on the air? Uh, well, I, well, I know a lot of listeners might be feeling a bit slighted, as they too would like to call in and get on the air too. But you don't take very many calls. And I don't think it's going to happen. She's on almost every week. Oh. Well, she's my mom. What am I supposed to do? Just, uh, just put her through, and I'll get her off the air quickly. Uh, whatever. Okay, here she is. Spud, are you there? Yeah, 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 Mom, I'm here. You don't have to yell. Yeah. So I was listening off and on to tonight's show, and I had to know if I heard you correctly. Did you say on the air that you are practicing adult abstinence? Well, Tell me I didn't hear that, as I've been waiting many, many years for my first grandchild from the son I almost died giving birth to. Spud, at your age, the last thing you need to be doing is practicing abstinence. Uh, Mrs. Goodman, I think you misunderstood what we're talking about tonight, though abstinence at any age outside of marriage is something we should all strive for. Shut up. And that was that intern again, right? No, them to suck a suck at it. Yeah. So, oh. you, you do know women in your age range are interested in dating a man who is up to satisfying them, right? I don't want to sound all glorious Steinem right now, but women have needs, bud, and if you aren't willing to step up and meet them, then some other man will do. Someone needs to slap some sense into okay, you. Okay, Mom, Mom, calm down, calm down. <laughs> I am not practicing adult absence, Okay. Uh, we were discussing the situation with, you know, Russell Wilson from the Seahawks has with his girlfriend, Sierra. Sierra? Oh, I love her music. You mean she is refusing really? to sleep with that quarterback until marriage? Well, that approach did work in the 50s, but this is a new day. She must be okay. one confident woman given the lifestyle of pro football players. No, from what I heard, this one's all on Russell. He evidently wants yeah. to take it slow, I guess. Oh, uh, well, just because he is a wonderful person, a great football player, and a turtle hottie, please do not try and follow his example. He's, what, 27 years old? Spud, you are not 27 years old. Yes, I know this, Mom. Today is one less opportunity for me to hold your firstborn child. The clock has stopped ticking, Spud. Okay, it okay. So you need to get on with things. Marriage is nice, but one of the seniors I know, almost all of them, are shacking up together rather than getting hitched. Too many hassles with the wills and things. Okay, good call, yo. Mom, all I can tell you is I'm trying as hard as I can to find a woman who will sleep with me. I'm not Russell Wilson, okay? I do like him, but we are different people. Oh, so true, Spud. I, I was thinking, maybe you should at least buy a few bottles of that bubble water he's endorsed. Uh, I've heard the benefits are amazing. No, I mean, if it, if it was an aphrodisiac, maybe, but I don't get many concussions hosting mm. a radio show, you know? Hey, Mom, I gotta go now. I, I will drop by Sunday, though, for sure, I promise, okay? Well, all right, but when you come by, don't forget to set the time back to standard time on my VCR. Right. That our office really messed up my viewing habits. All right, sure thing. I will absolutely. Okay, bye. Love you. Love you, too. Toodles. 
<laughs> oh, goodbye, goodbye, she's, Mrs. She's Goodman. already hung up, man. Oh, right. Okay. Well, uh, Spud, I think you are doing a real service to the listening public tonight by bringing up the topic of adult abstinence. You just don't hear other shows talking about this subject these days. Yeah, it's probably because they, they want to stay on the air. It's ratings death, man. Well, I, 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 I can really assure you, there are many, many people besides the quarterback of the Seahawks who share this belief. But I think most of those people might reside in that sandy part of the world, though, oh. in pretty Yes! I, mean, I don't know. Don't they do like a, those arranged marriages like at 13 or 14? It's pretty disgusting. And, you know, so they should remain abstinent there until well after marriage, like many years down the road, maybe they're into their 40s, 50s, if then at all. I mean, your parents are in. Yeah, over there, they're just basically pimping you out. Well, I, I was actually, I was referring to Western culture, Spud. And, and let me say, the act of abstinence should go beyond just the physical act. Look, why do I feel like I'm now in a seventh grade health class? You creep well, me out just like my old health teacher, I Mr. Do? Carlson, did. Especially when he showed those slides of, you know, male body parts up on the, on the I, projector I, thing. I got to tell you, I wouldn't know much about that as we did not have sex education instruction in the private school I attended. Yeah. That was something better left to Surprise. the parents at home and not an education. Setting. What the hell, yo? I kind of agree, but I remember asking all of my friends in high school if their parents ever sat them down and, and laid out the having a baby thing, and all of them said no, other than having, you know, a few of them had pamphlets tossed at them. Hmm. So no matter how uncomfortable it got in health class, it was actually, looking back, probably a pretty good call for them to at least go over the basics. Well, and let's not just limit abstinence to sexual behavior. There are many other things that waiting until the right time is the wise choice. Like, for instance, going to a rock and roll concert. What? I know raising our kids, my wife and I feel 18 is the appropriate age for someone to attend their first rock and roll show. Gerald. Well, before that, they could be exposed to things that could cause permanent okay, damage. Okay, that's totally whacked. They're not ready that's for That's totally it. whacked. Every kid should have a chance to see the band or singer that they're into when they come to their area. With mm. your approach, it would have taken the Beatles another decade or so to hit it big. Well, if it's worth it, waiting will make it that much more special when that first concert is experienced. You must be a huge buzzkill on like Christmas Eve, dude. I, don't uh, I, bet, so. I bet you make your kids wait until like around 10 a.m. or so on Christmas morning to open their presents. Well, yes, we do have a set of rules for yeah, Christmas okay, morning. Right. Yes, yeah. everything has an order to it, Spud. Yeah. Tonight, well, you know, a Kelly File exclusive. If I was your kid, I would call the cops on you, but well, let's oh. just check and see if our next guest is waiting, okay? I gotta go. Here. Oh, yeah, let's all go. right. All right, and uh, oh yeah, yeah, I'm being told. Uh, you're, why, yes, your next guest, Colin Hanks, is holding and good to go. That's very cool, because I've been looking forward to you know talking with him about his new documentary. It's about Tower Records, and hmm. that was a very special place for me and just about every other American. Tower Records? I, I can't say I'm familiar with that place. Uh, why am I not surprised? As I've said previously, um, if, tower? if you're not. Amish, you must be an alien or something, because even if you tried to ignore the world around you over the years, it, w it would be impossible to And it only so makes common sense. Oblivious. Oblivious is a good word to, to the basic pop culture of this country. How have you pulled this off? I understand you're up to speed on your Dukes of Hazard and Walker, Texas Ranger mm -hmm, trivia, mm -hmm. but there's so much more out there for a supposed earthling like you to immerse yourself in. <laughs> Spud, we have different tastes. What can I say? Yeah, as, as little as possible, I hope. Just just put Colin on, and please don't embarrass me by trying to butt in here. Oh, that's hard, but oh, here, here he is. All right, please welcome actor and now director Colin Hanks to the show. Thanks for calling in tonight. No, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Right, okay, your directorial debut, the documentary All Things Must Pass, is now being released across the country. People need to check their local listings where the film is playing in their city. And I might add, it has received amazing reviews. 
Yeah, no, it's been it's been going really, really great. I got I I, I love the response the films got, and uh, luckily we you know we've been playing in theaters around the country, and uh, the people that have been uh, seeing it have been just singing its praises, which is great. If, if you want to know, you go to towerrecordsmovie.com uh, dot to find out if it's playing near you, and and let us know uh, your thoughts when you see it. Super. Well, the subject matter of the of this uh, film, the rise and fall of Tower Records, hits a soft spot for me, Spud Goodman, uh, personally, as I've spent many man hours hanging out at Tower Records stores and happily spent a buttload of money there. Was what was it that motivated you, you, Colin Hanks, to jump into this project? Well, I spent a lot of time uh, growing up uh, going to Tower Records. I grew up in Sacramento, California, where Tower was founded and based. And so it was always a point of civic pride. The Tower was from my hometown. And so I spent, you know, a lot of of hours growing up uh, going through bins at Tower trying to find that that one tape, that one CD, uh, you know, that was going to change my life. And so um, when the stores were closing, it was obviously sort of a bummer. It sort of felt like, uh, you know, a little bit of my childhood was going away. Um, and uh, I found out about Russ Solomon, the founder, how he got into the business. He started selling used 78s out of his father's drugstore in 1941. And it was like a light bulb moment for me. I just said, wow, if that guy starts uh, in 1941 and then he closes 192 stores around the world in 2006, that's a pretty incredible journey. There, there must be a story there. And so I, I you know, sort of got digging and, and, and started learning as much as I could about, about Russ and about Tower and uh, everything I learned. I just found to be completely fascinating and, and, and very, uh, very engaging, very interesting. And, and that really sort of set me off on, on my journey. All right, super. Well, your father, Tom Hanks, and yes, I had to at least toss out that factoid for those who have been unplugged from civilization for many years, uh, but, but as he dir- has directed eight films himself, did, did he ever poke his head into the editing room and give you any input? Because I bet he spent a lot of quality time at Tower Records, too. Uh, yeah, no, he didn't. Uh, he didn't really focus head in. I showed him a cut of the film at one point and, and asked for some notes, which he gave. Uh, but at that point, the film was pretty much uh, uh, already assembled by that point. So he, he gave me a couple of notes. I maybe addressed two of them <laughs> and ignored the others, and that was it. All right, super. You know, I was thinking if they ever held a reunion of all former Tower Record employees still alive, they'd need to book every hotel in Vegas to accommodate them. Any guess on how many people over the years worked for Russ Solomon? Well, we had a big reunion um, for the opening of the movie in Sacramento a few weeks ago. Um, we re- we basically took over the Tower Theater there in Sacramento, where it all sort of started. And we they had probably about maybe five to six hundred employees that were able to come out um, for a little reunion. Um, I mean, it's it's a large uh, large group of people. Uh, you know, in, if we're going to include even the people that maybe only worked at Tower for a summer. One summer, you know, albeit probably the best summer of their lives. Right. Um, you were probably looking at upwards of over 100,000 people. My God. All right. Well, hey, Dave Grohl is a former employee and is in the movie, right? Yes. Yes, he is. Yeah. That was one of the big reasons why we wanted to speak with him, because he worked at the uh, uh, Tower Records over in D.C. 
Alright, super. Excuse me, Spud. Yes? Well, I have never frequented a Tower Records, so this topic is very new to me. Did those stores sell 45s and albums? Yes, they sold music in a variety of formats. Well, you know, I know you're dead set against me jumping in here, but I am yeah. such a big fan of Colin, and, and of course his dad, too. I would just love to ask him if, when he was growing up, if maybe Tom Hanks ever... No, nope, it's not gonna happen. Colin's people laid down the law that no other voice other than mine on the air with him would be acceptable to them. I don't believe you, Spud. Colin Hanks' what? representatives did not say anything about that. You're joking, right? Joking? No. Uh, did I maybe make that up? I mean, that remains to be seen, but I am the host here, so let me get back to the interview. Uh, excuse me. Hey, what? Colin, my, my wife and I loved you in NCIS. If you can hear me, give my best look, to your dad. Look, look. Okay. You know, so we bring the mics down when you cut in. He can't hear you, but if you think you can get away with going rogue here, you're mistaken. I will deal with this transgression later. Hey. I'm very sorry about my outburst. Yeah, you should be. I don't know what came over me. I find myself getting so frustrated just sitting here, interview after interview, not being able to add any witty comments. I'm very witty, Spud. Very witty. Just don't let it happen again. You got that? I, no, I won't. I promise you. Get back to Colin. I will. Hey, I'm back, Colin. Sorry for that. I just needed a second to return a, a text to my mom. No worries. She was having problems with her remote control again. Happens all the time. My apologies. Okay. Well, Colin, now that you have succeeded in your first effort at directing a movie, do you see yourself going all Michael Bay and doing a, some $200 million action flick with tons of slow motion of explosions and showy special effects? That would be tempting if it was me. Uh, I'll definitely take a film with that budget, but I don't want to have to blow a whole bunch of stuff up. I'll just go and make 10 documentaries. Oh, well, there you go. All right. Wise, wise call. Uh, moving on to TV, you're also now starring in a CBS sitcom, Life in Pieces, airing Thursday nights at 8.30, 7.30 Central. You guys must be doing something right, as the network recently ordered a full season of episodes, and that is as rare now as finding a local record store still around. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, but they still exist. That's the thing about record stores. They still exist, and some shows still do get picked up for a full season. I'm very lucky. I've, seen, I've seemingly found a twofer in some way, shape, or form. It's pretty exciting. Yeah. I'm loving the show. It's a really, it's a really fun show to make it's got an incredible cast a really really funny cast and uh, i'm having a lot of fun I'm, I'm really glad that people are enjoying the show as much as they are do you, do you find doing a network production much different than your experience with the fx series fargo which i don't want to sound like a kiss ass here but you were fabulous in Oh, thank you very much. No, uh, you know, it's just different. It, it's the difference between uh, playing a, 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 a jazz or, or, or playing punk rock. It, it's just a little bit of a different thing, but it's still music. It's still the same thing. And so, uh, you know, I, I just try and have as much fun as I can doing the work. And luckily, uh, you know, Fargo was, was fun in its own way and as is Life in Pieces. All right. Well, as far as future stuff, you have a film coming out in 2016 that sounds like pretty much the coolest movie ever made made, or at least the title gives me hope of that, Elvis and Nixon. Is it top secret? Because I can be trusted to keep this thing off the record. Any, any info on that? <laughs> No, it's a uh, it's a very it's a very funny movie with uh, with Kevin uh, Spacey and Michael Shannon uh, who play uh, Nixon and Elvis uh, respectively, and uh, it's all about that photo, that famous photo of, of Elvis and Nixon in the White House, and uh, it's sort of a, a retelling of, of of how that transpired as well as you know uh, some 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 fun uh, of elaborating on what could have possibly happened uh, between those two during that meeting. It, it, it's, a, it's a fun movie. 
All right, uh, you got anything off those tapes that maybe give you some background on? I mean, this 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 did happen. I just wanted to throw that out. I'm I'm just fascinated by the whole thing. I, I'm looking forward to seeing the film. All right, well, last question, last question, Colin. Uh, I know you're a busy, man. Uh, you're a known sports guy. So, what has been your most memorable moment to this point as a fan? Because you're a fan. I am. Yeah. You know, I've been uh, pretty fortunate the last uh, five years or so because my my two teams, the uh, the San Francisco Giants and the Los Angeles Kings, uh, have won uh, championships. Uh, yes. Five of them between the two of them, yes. uh, which has been pretty incredible. Um, but. Uh, I will say, uh, uh, you know, when the Kings finally won that Stanley Cup, that was a that was a very big thing because that was my first that was my first passion. That was the first team that I, I truly, you know, obsessed over as a kid. And being able to watch that happen live was a, was a pretty in, incredible uh, feeling. Uh, and luckily, I got to experience it a couple of times. And then I got to experience it with my Giants as well in baseball. So it's fun when your teams uh, finally win the whole thing. It's a it's a it's a special feeling, that's for sure. Yeah, you've been kind of spoiled, but I'll let it go at that. You're a lucky man. All right. Uh, well, <laughs> once again, your film, the highly acclaimed documentary, All Things Must Pass, is now being released across the country, so everyone, check your local theaters for further information. I appreciate you very much checking in with us tonight. Thanks so much for having me. All right, Mr. Colin Hanks. I got a job at Tire Records because that's the only place I could get a job with my f***ing haircut. That is the truth. <laughs> The largest record store in the universe is Tower Records. Tower Records had everything. They were like friends. If you came into town, you went to Tower Records. Tower was the center of it all. San Francisco. New York. Japan. London. Revenues of a billion dollars. The whole thing became a phenomenon. Tower was like the place to work at. We had no dress code. There was always a party atmosphere. And even if you threw up, you had to show up. The Spud Goodman Show. Some people like it. Once again, the rallies. You think there's nothing left And you're feeling like you had enough
子伴人们瞧。Hey, this is Ken Osmond, Eddie Haskell, and I can't believe I've actually made the Spud Goodman Show. I've made it. I'm a top star now. Netflix. I love Netflix with all my heart. It always gives my day such a great start. I wake up early to watch before I go to my job at Kmart. If I can't watch a whole movie, at least I can see a part. I truly love Netflix with all my heart. But it would be nice if they put on more movies with naked women. It's just a suggestion. <laughs> I can't take this. Spud, yeah, we have a call holding. I don't think it's another celebrity guest, and unless they're calling in just to say hey, no, I'm I'm getting word that the the board is telling me it's a guy who wants to speak to you about what we've been talking about tonight. Well, we've been talking about a whole bunch of stuff here. I mean, can you be more specific? I can just drop the call. No, no, no. Just just put it through. We have a minute here to kill. Call, are you there? Yes, is this Spud? Uh, that's affirmative. That, I just that means wanted yes. to call in and say there are many guys like me who are abstinent too. Okay. We may not be quarterbacks in the NFL, but we are members of the human community and have needs too. So what the hell, yo? How long have you chosen to be abstinent? If I could ask that. Chosen? Well, yeah. kind of personal. But it will be 11 years next month, and it's been my decision for sure. Wow. That's it's been your decision? So you've decided to be celibate for 11 years? I don't know. You might want to rethink that one. Well, that's why I'm calling in. Because I have read about some famous people who may be trying to make this a popular fad or something by publicizing their stance on not having sex. Right. Okay. A while back, I, I had to deal with that. Jonas kids spouting off about how great this idea is. This is not going to help guys like me at all. So I am speaking up as best as I can. Right. Okay. Last week. Yeah, yeah. Well, last week I, I called into a public access show on human sexuality. Hmm. Oh, that's super, I guess. Is that, it was is mostly that... soft core porn, but I, I told the host my feelings that if this thing catches on, I will be going on going to my grave, celibate, and that would be a tragedy in my opinion. I don't, I don't, yes. know, about, I don't know about a tragedy, but I, I get where you're coming from. Here, you know, I, too, am not crazy about this trend sweeping the nation. It's, just, it's no secret my sex life sucks, too. I mean, nowhere near as bad as yours, for sure. 11 years, that's a seriously long dry streak. I feel your pain. Uh, caller, if I can interject, I think it's much wiser to wait until marriage before consummating a relationship. Trust me on this one. Who is that dweeb? No, no, it's, it's, it's not, well, I don't know. It's my temporary co-host, Gerald Holcomb. Courtney, Chloe. That's a, a temporary permanent co-host, well, but yeah. uh, Caller, I just feel if you have this whole thing kind of backwards, first comes love, then comes marriage, then comes that mind-blowing sex life with your wife, of course. That's so hot. 
Well, I have tried the mail order bride angle, but I don't make enough for uh, enough money for uh, the women listed. You know, mostly oh. from east, that are they're from Eastern Europe. Okay, now. yeah, okay. And this I blame Donald here. Trump myself. Yeah, I hear you on that one. Are you? Is that all you got? Is that all you got? Because I got to get going here. No, 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 no. So, 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 can you explain why Russell Wilson would try and block? office, single guys trying to develop a social life with women in this country by playing this up. It's it's hard enough finding a woman these days, but now they're thinking that this is the, the next hot thing. Jeez, why why couldn't he just keep this situation to himself? I don't I know. myself don't don't date super star singers or models. Right. You know, I mean come on, I I'm not interested in some flashy woman. All I want is to meet someone who will have sex with me. Is that too much to ask? Um, well, that's been my question for years. And, uh, I mean, I have had some luck with ChristianMingle.com, but not much. Hey, hey they're, they're okay, fine. They, yeah, we, we are out of time for sure. All I can say is stay positive and hope that this new thing like fades away, like maybe like Beanie Babies or Waterbeds. I mean, everything fades at some time. So got to go, and thanks for calling in, I guess. But he did sort of depress me, actually. Uh, think about it, but mm. anyway. You know, you know, but I'm sure someday he will meet that sp- Someone special, settle down, have a family, and then enjoy the physical gratification on occasion. It's out there for all of us. Yeah, that sounds so enticing. You know, before we close this show, though, here's something I was thinking about when, uh, about adult abstinence uh, while the band was playing. Can you imagine how bummed out Russell Wilson will be if Sierra breaks up with him before the wedding night? I mean, it was his damn idea, and after how many months or years waiting, when bam, the stupidity of this thing hits him, and he can't even throw a a challenge flag to get a do-over. Mm. That would be like going to see a movie, hoping with all your heart for an exciting payoff in the last few minutes, as it turned out to be kind of boring up to that point, and suddenly it just ends and the credits start up. Oh, nonsense. Russell will still have wonderful memories of their relationship. and Yeah, but be- not the memory that will stay with him to the day he kicks the bucket. Have you seen Sierra? But I feel you're being rather shallow in your take on this. I, I am shallow. I'm a guy. And if I was a woman dating me, okay, I could easily see why... They might want to wait until marriage before having to seal the deal. I get that, well, but... Well, my wife feels that sex is highly overrated in a marriage. Gerald. And, it, and it belongs at the bottom of a top ten list for couples. She, yeah, that. That was funny. It's not funny because she or, or we feel that there are so many more important areas of interest to build a relationship on. Like game night. Often, when the kids go to bed, we break out the Yahtzee game and we can lose ourselves for hours. Boy, it can get very competitive, but it's also satisfying, too. Yeah, but, uh, okay, I don't mind playing some games, but that's not even close to being in my top ten list. I mean, truth be told, I am horrible at Yahtzee because you got to keep score and it involves math, and that's a deal-breaker for me. I just, it's not my skill. But... Can I make a suggestion? I can round up, but people get pissed when I round up. Well, there's a little math, but listen, the next time you go on a date, make a mental note that you will delay any type of physical gratification until you have entered into a firmly committed type of No, 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 no. Uh, you're assuming, first of all, that I make those decisions. You know, maybe it was what? Russell's call with Sierra. I mean, I no know. one really knows, but I can assure you uh, on that issue, it's never my call, all right? Anyway, I'm just being honest here. I just, I was very honest, too honest probably. Anyway, now they're saying I got to say goodnight. So uh, I am Spud Goodman. Be all that you can be, and I mean that. God bless and ciao. You know, maybe I should have Googled Sierra. I'm not really familiar with her. Yeah, do that and then get back to me on this, all right? Okay, once again, the rallies.
Spud Goodman Radio Show is written and directed by Spud Goodman. Executive producer, Lori Madsen. Produced by David Brenneman of Rosedale Audio Productions. Original music by Michael Spots and Tom Harmon. Video director, T.J. Pites. On-air talent, Rob McGee, Annie Coleman, and Tom Nolan. Production assistants, Trent Botello and Carrie Coleman. Spud's Greek chorus is The Folk Singers in Hell. Live music production and broadcast engineering by Mike Renville at the facilities of NWCZ Radio. Promotional services and support provided by Big Freak Media, Seattle's only rock and roll publicist. Opinions expressed on this show do not reflect those of the station, the sponsors, or any living person except Spud Goodman. Copyright 2015 Spud Goodman Productions. David Brenneman speaking. For an eclectic mix of music. Stay tuned for captivating talk. Stay tuned for insightful analysis of the Spud Goodman Show. Stay tuned for the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. Hello, hello, hello. My name is Lawrence, and I will be your host for tonight's Spud Goodman Post Show Report. And of course, with me, as always, is my lovely co-host, Gina. Gina, you ready to go? Oh, you bet. I mean, sure. I I have some issues that are causing me some real concern oh. right now, but, but I'm a professional, you know, and I will be here for you and for the show. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad for that. Uh, but but let me ask you, what's what's troubling you is there something maybe that i could do to help you out or oh something? no it's just that our netflix account has been suspended and i, oh, I guess for the last few months man. i thought the bill was being paid and and now i know that it, it it wasn't it's it's pretty upsetting as i was in the middle of season four of how i met your mother wait wait a minute right, super. But, but netflix they don't they don't usually cancel someone if they're like just a month or two behind or something because i tell you since since i got out of the joint out of lockup and all I fell behind, you know, a little bit, and they worked with me for that. Well, yeah. it, it was seven months, I guess. Oh, My oh, significant oh. other kept telling me he was taking care of it and just, like, taking out the garbage or picking up the wet towels in the bathroom. I guess he never got around to it. So we are in a Netflix penalty box, and it may take some time to get back in good terms with them. And I'm... I really am going through withdrawals right now as I, I still have five seasons, seasons to go. Oh, man. God, I feel your pain. I feel your pain because, you know, uh, when I when I get into a show, it's like a second season of a show. I got to go all the way. I got to divide every single episode available as fast as I humanly can because, you know, I tell you that whole addiction to withdrawals. Now, I never did heroin, but I get it because of that. Well, I have begged for mercy and told them to put the account on a brand new credit card that I just opened and will be the only one um, on it. So yeah, we'll see. That's a good call. I think right that's there. Uber. 
Yeah, that's a really good idea to do that. Hey, hey you know, uh, uh, did you, what, what was it, uh, did, were you checking out the, the what they were talking about last uh, episode, on uh, the last show, Spud's show, his show, the first hour? And they were talking about, it was, what is it, the adult abstinence? And I tell you what, I know about adult abstinence because, you know, I was behind bars for many, many years yeah. and all. I mean, you know, I had some options, of course, but I did choose the abstinence route. Probably you know what I'm saying? Idea. Yeah, it was a really good idea. You know, and so I can relate to Russell Wilson with that. Yeah, I like that dude, man. He has a lot, he has a lot of patience, I got to say. And that's something you really need when you're holding off on sex and all. Yeah. I mean, after having a baby, I'll be honest with you, I've learned to just say no myself. Too all right. Things, super. There's too many things to do and, and not enough hours in the day to say yes. Adult abstinence sounds like a very wise option to me right now. Yeah. Yeah. You guys, you guys can I get a word in here, please? Hey, hey. Okay. Now, that voice you just heard was from the show's highlight guy, Derek. And to answer your question, Derek, uh, I just don't think that your opinion is really what we need right about this point in the program. But you know what? If that changes, we'll let you know. Yeah, just sit tight and we'll notify you if you're in need of your services. Super. Obviously, you two are still attempting to violate the directive by our executive producer that authorizes my increased participation in this program. I didn't see no memory don't you guys forget that I am the designated conservative voice. And because of that... I would like to jump in on this cultural issue as it really you know, pertains look, 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 to... Uh, I know what you want to do and stuff like that, but I'm sorry. We got to introduce our panel right now, so <sighs> let's let's do that here. Hey, Dave, Dave, quick. we got Dave on the soundboard. How are you doing tonight, Dave? Good evening, Lawrence and Gina and uh, Highlight Guy. Uh, I'm doing just great. Hi, that, Dave. That's good. That's good. And then we got our engineer, Mike. Hey, how are you doing, Mike? I'm doing great as always, man. Thanks. N nice to have you. And then, of course, we've got our two production assistants. we got Trent and Carrie. Carrie, thank you for everything you do. Say hey. Hey, how's it going? It's going all right. How about y'all? Netflix is for the week. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you guys are done with the chit-chat now, right? Okay. As I was saying, regarding to adult abstinence in society, okay. I really hold feel on, that- Hold on, hold on, hold <sighs> on. Why don't you hold that thought? Because we got to do the music now. We got to get Okay, the but music. after that, right? Well, we'll see about after that. We'll see about Gina. Yeah, yeah we'll okay. see. Yeah, we'll but see. we're gonna lead off with the song from uh, that off-Broadway play, and later it was a movie, Hedwig and the Angry Inch, and of course this is titled Angry Inch. And following that, we have something from a band from Madrid, Spain, the Hines and their tune Bamboo. But first up, Hedwig and the Angry Inch. <laughs>
woke up from the operation I was bleeding down there I was bleeding from a gash between my legs It's my first day as a woman Already it's that time of the month But two days later the hole closed up The wound healed and I was left With a one inch mound of flesh Where my penis used to be Where my vagina never was It was a one inch mound of flesh With the scar running down it Like a sideways grimace on an eyeless face It was just a little buzz
gentlemen, post-show report. All right, we got in the studio here with us tonight, the rallies. Hey, how you guys doing tonight? We're doing good. 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 Look good. Sound good. Now, hey, y'all can be real with me. So let me ask you this question here. Any any of y'all done any time? You know, I'm talking like some prison time, anything like that. That would be our bass player, Rick. Oh, the bass player. Yes, I I visited some friends in prison before. Super. Oh, you visited his eyes. You're just saying, you know, it's it's the bass player. You got to count on the bass player. That's right. We always hold up the bottom end. That's right. Yeah, they go, they go, they go lower. That's right. Super. (laughs) So the the uh, now now the name the rallies. You guys, it kind of indicates that maybe you came from behind and then made yourself successful after coming back from behind. So so I take it that none of you ever quit. If that's the case, right? It's always rally time for us. We're we're rallying. That's right. We're always coming from behind. All right. <laughs> Super. <laughs> now that makes sense. <laughs> so now I, I hear a little bit of maybe some birds and Beatles influences there. What are, what are the kind of influences you guys have had on your sound? Uh, you know? Crowded House, a little bit of Crowded House. Oh, Definitely yeah. Definitely the Beatles for sure. That's solid. You got Crowded House, Beatles? Sounds good. Oh, for me, I would take uh, I love Radiohead. Oh, Radiohead. Got an eclectic, diverse mix in there. Nice. All right. So Super. Now, now, here's another question I got to ask you. Do you guys, as a band, have a preferred brand of dip that you like? Because me, I'm partial to clam dip. I, I like my clam dip. Uh, it's got to be uh, sour cream and chives. Ooh, that's uh, good, too. Trader Joe's spinach dip is the best. Oh. Ooh. A little uh, hummus. Hummus? Oh, man. Yeah. My stomach's starting to growl. You guys have some good dip choices. Uh, I'm a little partial to skull myself. Oh, see, he's a skull man. Oh. Yep. Yeah. See, I'll break out of the box. Yeah. <laughs> Never box. trust the bass player. I know. I, I like the cut of his jib. They still say that now? The cut of the jib? They do. I like that. Oh. That's that's good. Yeah. So you, you that's yours now. You can have that. <laughs> All right. So you guys are going to play one last song for us. Uh, what's the name of the last song you're going to play? We play. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. All right, the rallies. And if you're feeling all alone, it's okay. It's okay. And if you feel It's okay And if you're feeling all alone And afraid It's okay And if you're feeling all alone And afraid It's okay It's okay It's okay
The Spud Goodman Post Show Report. Hey, Derek, you wanted to say something earlier, right? Yeah, I did. Well, now you get your chance because this is the sound, the time for the sound out, the highlights. Well, that was that wasn't quite what I wanted to say because you know there's a time for this. Highlights, 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 super. All right, I suppose. Uh, so our first celebrity highlight of the night comes from the John Waters interview. And in this clip, he's talking about how uh, the focus of the fight for the conservatives has changed over the years. Like, you know, way back when they were, you know, rallying against one thing. And, you know, it's a little different than what, you know, my generation of conservatives are, you know, going up against. Hmm. 
Super. Um, well, as, as one who grew up in the 50s and personally witnessed uh, overt bigotry directed at the gay community, are you surprised the majority of people in this country have in large part, you know, kind of moved on beyond their long-held opposition to marriage equality for all citizens? I mean, Kim Davis and most Republican presidential candidates aside. Yeah. Um, am I surprised? I think the reason everybody changed, even Republicans don't use that as a, a big deal anymore, because when everybody came out, they realized it was in their family. It was people, it was beyond politics. It was beyond race, their mother, their father, even their mother and father could have been gay. So I think when, when they realized how close it was to home, everybody realized it's really hard to find somebody to fall in love with, no matter what your sexual goal is. And, and I think the one thing people always say, like, oh, it's a choice. Well, so what if it was? You know, I suppose it's not like a bar mitzvah you get to celebrate, but it was, suppose it was a choice. But even though I know it isn't, because ask any Alzheimer's worker, they'll tell you that everybody in that clinic forgets every single thing, but they don't forget if they're gay or straight. Yeah, well stated. I just wrote that down. All right. Well, speaking of Republicans, hmm. you know, uh, being, being uh, gay or straight, I know that's not a choice, but you know what is a choice? Is whether or not you're conservative. Hey, now. That, that, that's a choice. I know that you're not right, born that way. Nobody yeah, that's a choice. born that way. Yeah, and it's, it's a pretty... Well, probably not a very constructive choice. Hey, right now, there. damage that you do. I don't knock you guys for being, you know, liberal hippies, okay? Think of the children. You guys are over here knocking me for my choices, and you're sitting over there preaching how I shouldn't judge other people. We're okay. not. All right, super. We're not knocking his choices. We're just saying that genetically, it, it might be bad for for you, you know. Internal. I think it's some people should be conservative, but Derek, you should not be conservative. You're not good at it. Ooh, that's, no, that's a good point. Hey, I'm a perfectly good conservative, all right? Uh, I, that sounds like an oxymoron. It's the wall, baby. Super. The wall. 2016, the wall. You know what? Let's do some more music here. Um, we're going to begin with a great band from Seattle here. And they recorded this song back in 1990, Swallow. And its title is Amnesia. And after that, we have a cut from the late Joey Ramone's latest, late, last, the last studio album he did. And it's called Party Line. We're going to start with Swallow.
Stay tuned for more of the Spud Goodman Post-Show Report. Welcome back to the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. Hey, uh, look, guys. So before I get ignored here again, I just wanted to jump in here and uh, just, you know, talk about something really quick. First uh -oh. of all, I'm really sorry you guys got those angry emails from Lori. I'm really sorry I had to text her uh, to make this happen. But if you guys continue to block me, then I'll have to go over your heads to seek a fair and balanced program. So tonight, I wanted to speak a bit on our country's messed up welfare system. Oh, How many times have you seen people at the checkout line with food stamps buying a bag of Funyuns and a fifth of bourbon? I mean, here in this state, now that grocery stores can sell hard alcohol, I mean, you guys see it all the time, no, right? No, no, no. I can't tell you I've ever seen it. Uh, yeah, me neither. I, I don't even think that's legally allowed. No, it's, Super. Not, no it's, it's not legally allowed. Come on, you know, this. I think you're dreaming this up, Dick. No, I, I have yeah. seen it myself. I clearly remember many, many people trying to buy liquor with food stamps. Able-bodied men who could be working instead of drinking all day. I mean, I tell you, this Obama administration has given millions and millions of welfare cheats the go-ahead to steal the U.S. blind. Oh, all and right, super. did I mention that a lot of them are illegal immigrants from foreign countries? No, no, okay, that doesn't even make any sense, though, because you know what? Most illegal immigrants are from foreign countries. So then it's true. they would be citizens of this country. All right, super. Making any sense so uh, do you have any proof that President Obama has given some sort of signal to people on wel welfare to try and defraud the system? I mean, because well, I, I must have missed well, that. I mean, come on. Know. Of course he doesn't put it up on some post on Facebook that tells everybody to go out and try and scam Does he give them US secret taxpayers? notes that they have to I like put so. like some special ink on that'll... Yeah, it'll tell no. them. It comes with the but you can you guys can see it everywhere if you just open your eyes. I mean, we're gonna have to do something if we're ever gonna you know <laughs> some things that we've never done in this country before. Super, if we're gonna get super. a handle on it. You know what? I don't even know if I want to know what those things are that you're thinking of. Yeah, are we talking about you know public floggings? And oh. Maybe tar and feathers. No, no. like that. Don't be ridiculous. I mean, come on. We may have to return to the days of public ridicule. Maybe make some. Someone carry around a sign that says, I'm a welfare cheat or something. I mean, I'm just spitballing here. You know These what? are just I, ideas. I hope maybe you're including little kids in your plan or something like that. You humiliate them when they're young and before they get a chance to develop any self esteem. Yeah, That's absolutely. Get them right. while well, they're young. Well, I think that's super. Okay, I mean, maybe you don't subject little kids to public humiliation or, See, or I mean, at least go a little easy on them. Maybe, maybe let them leave the sign when they go to school each day. But I mean, we have to be reasonable. Uh, yeah, so. You wouldn't go as far, uh, you wouldn't go too far with this solution uh, to the rampant welfare fraud going down in America. Okay, let, let me ask you something. Why aren't you focusing on like the fake medical companies and the physicians that are scamming people and that are defrauding the Medicare system? The Why aren't you focusing on them, huh? Because you figured that adds up to probably 10 times what you think is being scammed from the welfare fraud. Derek, Derek, do you know you know what a newspaper is? Have you read yep. one last 
I, I, hey. Uh, yeah, so they, they pretty much put welfare fraud to shame, Derek. I mean, maybe you should check out some of the news sources, uh, and the news sources of information besides that Brett Bart website and oh, that ugh. Glenn Beck on The Blaze. Hey, I will have you know that I am very well read. You can't label me as one of those low information voters. Yes, we can. I'm always searching for the truth online and on AM radio and, of course, on cable yeah, news. Yeah. Super. Um, you, you know what? I think I'm, I'm getting all nauseated now. We, you know what? Oh, I, I, I'm going to put stop to this. We're going to do some more music here. 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 We're going to nah, we're gonna do some music and we're going to start with a song from a married couple. They're from Seattle. That's Jeff and Suzanne Kelly. You know, I guess someone I gave Spud their album, uh, Reckless Moonlight, and uh, from Green Monkey Records there. This song is titled Coming to Get You. And after that, we have Elvis Costello. And that's a cut from Get Happy, The Imposter. But first, we're going to start with Jeff and Suzanne Kelly. Took the slaves to 
This is the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. Uh, Derek, you know, I think I like the highlights better than the rants. So can you do maybe another one to kind well, of you know, even things out? I'll do it, but just know that that's your personal opinion. Highlights, 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 highlights. Fine, fine, fine. Super. Jeez. So our next interview highlight comes from the Colin Hanks interview where he talks about a reunion of towering proportions. That was it. All right, super. You know, I was thinking, if they ever held a reunion of all former Tower Record employees still alive, they'd need to book every hotel in Vegas to accommodate them. Any guess on how many people over the years worked for Russ Solomon? Well, we had a big reunion um, for the opening of the movie in Sacramento a few weeks ago. Um, we re- we basically took over the Tower Theater there in Sacramento, where it all sort of started. And we they had probably about maybe five to six hundred employees that were able to come out um, for a little reunion. Um, I mean, it's it's a large uh, large group of people. Uh, you know, in, if we're going to include even the people that maybe only worked at Tower for a summer. One summer, you know, albeit probably the best summer of their lives. Right. Um, you were probably looking at upwards of over 100,000 people. My God. All right. Well, hey, Dave Grohl is a former employee and is in the movie, right? Yes. Yes, he is. Yeah. That was one of the big reasons why we wanted to speak with him because he worked at the uh, uh, Tower Records over in D.C. All right. Super. Yeah, Tower, Tower. You know, I can't, I can't even remember. There was a Tower, I think, when I went in, and there was none when I came out. Kind of trippy. I think I saw a Tower Records in Hollywood once. Really? You, know, you never been into a Tower? Never record, went huh? into it though. Here, yeah. here in the Puget Sound area, where we're based out of, Tower Records was where you used to go to get your Spud Goodman T-shirts. Oh, could you get them at oh, the Tower Records? You nice. certainly could. Nice. Well, that's good to know. Now you got them in the record shop and not in like the the, the other shop, right? Yeah, they they were in the record shop, not in the in the uh, head shop, which was disguised as a poster shop. Yeah, I remember seeing posters and stuff like that. But then I was like, well, why would they have those glass pieces and those ceramic? Oh, okay, I know, I know. Yeah, but for I, I tobacco use only. Yeah, and I never dug the tobacco and none of that, so they didn't. That, I didn't dig it. It wasn't my thing. But I miss Tower Records, nonetheless. All right, but you know what? Well, since we're talking about music, why don't we play a little bit more? Uh, we're going to lead off with, with a mashup here. We got uh, Pomatic versus Bruce Lee, and it's titled Light Water. Then we have a group of musicians from Mexico called Huichol Musical and their song Cumba Cucinela. Somebody hit play. Thank you. 
cocinela, cocinela, pita, Maico. Puta, Maico, puta, Maico, cocinela. Cocinela, cocinela, pita, Maico. Puta, Maico, puta, Maico, cocinela. Cocinela, cocinela, pita, Maico. Puta, Maico, puta, Maico, cocinela. Cocinela, cocinela, pita, Maico. Puta, Maico, puta, Maico, cocinela. Cocinela, cocinela, pita, Maico. Puta, Maico, puta, Maico, cocinela. Saludos para todas las cocinelas. Y recuerden, hay que moverlas en mucho, mijas. Feeling, I'm feeling it. So I think we get we got time to do another quick song. I think before we wrap the show up. So let's let's do another one. We got uh, we got a blast from the past. Now check this one out because this is a tribe called Quest, and this one's called Check the Rhyme. Check the rhyme. On the boulevard, I landed. We used to kick routines, and the presence was fitting. It was I, the abstract, and me, the five footer. I kicks the mad style, so step off the Frankfurter. Yo, Fife, you remember that routine that we used to make spiffy like Mr. Clean? Um, um, a tidbit, um, a smidgen. I don't get the message, so you got to <laughs> okay. run the pigeon. You're on point five. All the time, tip. You're on point five. All the time, tip. You're on point five. All the time, tip. But then grab the microphone and let your words rip. Now here's a funky introduction of how nice I am. Tell your mother, tell your father, send a telegram. I'm like an energizer, cause you see I last long. My crew is never ever whack because we stand strong. Now if you say my style is whack, this way you're dead wrong. I slay that body and El Segundo, then push it along. You be a fool to reply, the fight is not the man. Cause you know, and I know that you know who I am. A special shout out piece goes out to all my pals, you see. And a middle finger goes for all you punk MCs. Cause I love it when you whack MCs despise me. They get vexed, I will next, cause none can test me. I'm just a fly MC who's five for three and very brave. On top remaining, no home training, cause I misbehave. I come correct in full effect, have all my holes in check. And before I get the butt, the gym must be a wreck. You see, my aura is positive, I don't promote no junk. See, I'm far from a bully and I ain't a punk. Extremity of rhythm, yeah, that's what you heard. So just clean out your ears and just check the word. Check the vibe, y'all. 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 
the boulevard of Linden We used to kick routines and the presence was fitting It was I, the Viper And me, the Abstract The rhymes were so rumping that the brothers rolled the Zack Hey yo, Tip, do you recall when we used to rock uh, Those fly routines on your cousin's block? Uh, let me see Damn, I can't remember I received the message and you will play the same. You're on point, Tip All the time, Fife You're on point, Tip Yeah, all the time, Fife You're on point, Tip You're all the time, Fife So play the Resurrector yeah. and give the dead some life Okay, if knowledge is the key, then just show me the lock Got the scrawny legs, but I move just like Lou Brock With speed, I'm agile, plus I'm worth your while 100% intelligent black child My opera presentation sizzles the retina How far must you go to gain respect? Um, well, it's kinda simple, just remain your own Or you'll be crazy, sad, and alone Industry rule number 4080 Record company people are shady So kids watch your back Cause I think they smoke crack I don't doubt it Look at how they act Rip off the better things Like a hip hop forum Pass me the rock And I'll score them with the corn And proper What you say hammer? Proper Rap is not pop If you call it that then stop This is the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. You know what? This was a pretty good show, if you don't count Dirk's welfare rant. It was a good show. Yeah, yeah, I thought so, too. And, you know, no one will ever remember tomorrow what Mini-Me Limbaugh over there said. So it's all good. All right, listen, I can take the ribbings, guys. It just tells me that I hit a nerve here, and so I will be back next week to provide more social commentary, as I know Super. the listeners are desperate for the truth, given the bias of the mainstream media. The Spud Goodman Show is now part of the mainstream media? Mm. I mean, I, I know Spud would love that, but I think you're dreaming, Derek. You know, I wouldn't mind that, too, if we were part of the mainstream media, you know? Maybe maybe, maybe we could be part of it, and we just don't know who we are. Yeah, I don't think so. I'm, I'm no expert, but we would probably know by now if we were. I mean, I know for a fact that Spud's program will always be rejected by everyone. I'm referring to the post-show report. I mean, before I was allowed to provide a fair and balanced perspective to things, we remained far outside what civilized society would accept as a viable radio show. But oh, now boy. I feel total acceptance is just around the corner. I don't think so. I'm <laughs> trying to call into Michael Savage's show and get Ooh, in a quick Michael plug for Savage. our show. No, man, no. I'd rather be invisible. Yeah, me too. Well, we'll see. If Silly. you turn if you turn your back, you know, maybe a big spread and say the Drudge Report, ugh, wouldn't that be ugh, something? Oh, God. Okay, I got to go. Hey, I'm going to give a big thanks to Dave on the soundboard. Thank you, Dave. A pleasure as always. And we got Mike, our engineer. Thank you, Mike. We appreciate your talents. Thanks again, bud. And, of course, our two production assistants, Trent and Carrie. Thanks to all you guys do. You're welcome. It was hard work. Oh, oh, I see the sweat. Can I go home yet? Yeah, you're about to, you're about to, but not, not until we finish this one song. We've got a bit of a tune from Benny Bell called Shaving Cream. Until next week, good night, everybody. Good night, everyone. Derek out. I have a sad story to tell you. It may hurt your feelings a bit. Last night when I walked into my bathroom, I stepped in a big pile of shaving cream. Be nice and clean, shave every day and you'll always look keen. I think I'll break off with my girlfriend. Her antics are queer, I'll admit. Each time I say, darling, I love you, 
She tells me that I'm full of shaving cream. Be nice and clean. Shave every day and you'll always look keen. Our baby fell out of the window. You'd think that her head would be split. But good luck was with her that morning. She fell in a barrel of shaving cream. Be nice and clean. The Spud Goodman Post Show Report is written and directed by Spud Goodman, executive producer Lori Madsen, produced by David Brenneman of Rosedale Audio Productions, associate producer David Deere, on-air talent Annie Coleman and Derek Schneider, live music production and broadcast engineering by Mike Renville at the facilities of NWCZ Radio, production assistants Trent Botello and Kerry Coleman, music composed and performed by Brian J. Martin. Promotional services and support provided by Big Freak Media, Seattle's only rock and roll publicists. Copyright 2015 Spud Goodman Productions, David Brenneman speaking.